and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, life in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Rant number three, coming at you. And when I say rant, that means I'm not interviewing nobody. It's just me here in the lounge. It's me here at the lounge, 3.30 p.m. on Friday, November the 22nd. This also happens to be the day that JFK was assassinated. And this also happens to be the reason why I lost my luster for school teaching, to be honest with you. I was substitute teaching, I guess, in 2005. And the topic of the 1960s and, you know, the Bay of Pigs and all this stuff was coming up and I wanted to talk to the kids. Granted, they weren't my students, but you know what? You gauge a lot from strangers, you know? They weren't my students, but I wanted to teach them about the assassination. Some of the kids didn't even know that JFK was assassinated, which is fucking nuts, to be honest with you. But it is the truth. And you know what? It was the beginning of the internet. I remember they just didn't care. And not to say anything about that generation or anything, but it was the sign of the times. We didn't need to learn anything no more from people. We had computers to do it for us. And you're listening to this podcast right now on a computer. Some sort of computer device. I'm not streaming through the radio no more. Though that always was the goal back in the day, to get on the radio. But now I got my own show, and, uh, you know, I'm just here, ranting, you know? All right, so listen. The story that I'm about to tell you happened to me on Tuesday. And now I have genuflected on it for several days, contemplating how to get this story across in a way that can mean a difference for not only myself, but for you. And not just you, but everyone here in this shared universe, okay? I'm not talking just planet Earth. Everyone, okay? Bring in the cosmic sun. So listen to this, right? A while ago, I switched from Comcast to Verizon Fios. Now, if you're an employee of Verizon Fios, and you're listening to this, and you're a friend of mine, no harsh feelings off the bat. This isn't a rant about Verizon. This is something entirely different, okay? So I switched over, you know, and I noticed the internet was a lot faster, but I noticed the cable service was lacking thereof in certain areas that it could be improved upon. But I didn't care because at least I could get on the web real quick and do my work for the day, right? So sometime in the summer, I lost service, total disruption of power. I'm talking about that red circle on the the router, the modem, whatever, and like, boom, the whole thing's gone. TV, internet, everything's down. It's a mess, okay? When you get a kid and you lose all these things, it sucks. First off, this week too as well, if you've been following the show, my son, two weeks in a row, no TV during the week. This week, we watch TV because I was by myself at home, okay? Wife was out of town. I was Michael Keaton doing the Mr. Mom thing. And uh, I got to tell you, it's a rewarding job, but it's a maddening job, okay? Because, you know, if you got a three and a half year old, four year old son, you know, the sky's the limit with mischief. It's like living with little Loki. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I can't be mad at him because he makes me laugh. Anyway, I'm home alone. In the summer, okay, the power went out. 
I called in the service because everything I tried to do, uh, restarting the ONT box in the attic, you know, doing the pins and needles trick with the button, nothing seemed to work. So I called this in on a Saturday. I have, I think it's a couple of days in the summer too before he, she shows up. And when he shows up, he says to me, hey man, uh, your power is definitely out. I'm like, yeah, no, I got it, no shit. And he's like, but you know the reason is, man? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. And he's like, you see your neighbor down there, two houses? And I'm like, yeah, Bob. Mm-hmm. His name's Bob, too. Coincidence, you know? I don't know. Bobcast. And he's like, yeah, his landscaper's out there, man. They were hedging the bushes, and they cut your wire. And like when he told me that, I immediately was pissed, man. Because you get pissed off about shit you pay for monthly. You want it to work, right? I pay monthly for Superfit Gym. I want the machines to work, and they do. But with Verizon, you know, cable, ah, it's weird. The guy told me that, right? Okay, and I was like, damn, dude, what are these guys doing? You know? And then I was reluctant to go out there because I hate being that neighbor guy to walk across the lawn to complain about something. And if you live next to somebody that does that, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking to you about, you know? And it's like, oh, God. It's a tough thing to, to, to live with that on your shoulders, to be that guy. You know what I mean? So Verizon guy in the summer, he fixes my shit. I go down there and uh, I see the landscapers. And for the purpose of this story, and you'll see at the end, stick with me, I have to reveal that these guys are Mexicans, okay? So I speak just enough Spanish to interrupt them kindly during their job and ask them what was going on. But as... I asked them what was going on with like, you know, you know, the, the proposed, you know, cutting of my wires. I look up and I see clearly the wires, you know, unless you know, there's this invisible one I don't know about. But the wires are clear like 10 feet from the tip of the bushes, you know, like the top of the bushes here, five feet off the ground. And then there's at least another five, seven feet until the telephone poles, the cables, everything at the top there. So there's no way that these guys possibly could have done it. But you know what happened when I walked out there? I did, I, I, I tried to gauge them to see if they did. And like, but I did say to them that, I was like, did you guys do this with your hedges? And like, I think I said it out loud. And that's when I realized that there's no fucking way that this could have, could have happened. But like, I felt so bad because like, I don't know. It's just like a... I don't know the, the 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 guy who the guy who said it to me. He was like, like I think he said, these Mexicans over there. That's what he said. Okay, so automatically in America, if somebody says that sentence, those Mexicans over there, right? It's not going to be like, oh, this is a positive sentence that's starting off with. It's going to be a negative sentence because the incognition of them, you know, being this or that. And I felt terrible, man, about that fucking racism going in me. And then traveling across the lawn to Bob's house to yell at these guys about something. And it stuck with me, man. It stuck with me for a long time after I had my cable service fixed. And as I mentioned now at the beginning of this podcast, Tuesday of this week. Okay? The 19th. I'll never forget. November the 19th. I had uh, to call him back. Right? I'm dad alone. I gotta, I gotta have, uh, you know, some sort of entertainment so I can wash the dishes, get the lunches prepared, get the night, get, you know, get everything ready. So Tuesday, he texts me. He's like, hey, man, the technician guy on duty, he says, 
hey, it's, uh, well, I can't say his name. So, hey, it's me. Uh, is it cool if I stop by a half hour early? And I uh, text back, yes. Text stops to say no or some shit. I don't know. And like, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be right there. And my dad was there. And uh, I was coming home with my son, Tyler. Uh, I decided to go get him because traffic was bad first, blah, blah, blah. I wanted my dad to be there in case I was late going to get Tyler so the uh, Verizon guy could come in, right? So I come home with Tyler, and my dad's already in my house, right? My dad's 72 years old. He also is called Bob Cahill, okay? <laughs> A lot of bombs in this episode. And uh, I, I, I see the the... The service technician, he's in my front yard, right? I pull up, I get my son out of the car. He comes up, he approaches me, right? And the, this is what he says. And this is not verbatim because it just can't be verbatim. But he says something like this. He says, yeah, I was here in the summertime. I've told you, man. I told you that those guys, man, those guys over there, those guys were cutting those wires. And I was like, yo, 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 yo. I went over there, man. And there's no physical way that that's possible. I'm telling you. And I tried to claim my case. And he kind of was dismissive of me and just went about his business, right? So I come inside the house. I say, what's up to my dad? My dad's surprised that I got Tyler first. He's like, oh, Tyler's here. And I, you know, we have a good time. Uh, at, the t at the moment, uh, I I'm so worked up from the fact that it's this guy again, right? And like the thing that's weird too is that I didn't even know who this guy, like I, I couldn't remember his face, but I, I could only remember that sense of uh, racism coming into me, like, you know what I mean? Like passed over because of his statement, there's Mexicans over there or whatever. So I, I, I didn't even know you know, this, this guy was white, black, yellow, green, red, pink, white, whatever, wackadoo, you know what I'm saying? I, I had no memory of that. But as soon as he started talking, like those guys, are, I, then I remembered. It was his personality that I remembered. And I remembered him being very um, in a rush. And he was in a rush this time. He texted me a half hour early. I could tell from his work ethic and his mannerisms that he was physically rushing through my house to get shit done. So much so that I looked outside when he had to come to the fact, when he came to terms with the fact that he needed his 12 foot ladder to go up to the or the 18 foot, you know what I mean? Up to the, the top of the pole. He was just like, his body was off. You know what I mean? You know when somebody's pissed off, you know what I'm saying? You can't see me right now. You're listening to this podcast, but you know when somebody's pissed off. At least I hope you do, you know? Because if you don't, that must really suck. But here's the thing. I pay monthly for the service and I want the service to work. I want the gym to work, okay? I want my cable and I want my internet to work. I pay more money than anything else for this shit. You know what I mean? And like, it is what it is, whatever. But I don't need to have this like kind of altercation going on, right? So I, prior to picking up Tyler, was at said gym and I was said really sweaty. And, you know, I like to shower immediately, if not, you know, no more than 20 minutes later after the gym. I like to get that off. Very similar to the scene in Burn After Reading. And if you've seen this film, I've always wanted to know what type of shower was that that George Clooney took because it took literally 10, 15 seconds before, spoiler alert, he shot Brad Pitt's brain off. So I got to get in the shower. And I take one of those quick showers, man, that two and a half minute shower. You know what I mean? Just get it all washed off. You know what I mean? Emerge. I merge in my Bobby the Black bathrobe too, by the way, which is one of the greatest presents I've ever received from my parents. It's got Rocky Balboa type font, it says Bobby on it. And um, 
I turn the corner. I see my dad's eyes first, and I can tell something's wrong. And then I turn the corner to where he's uh, going up into my attic in the ONT box, and my attic stairs are demolished, like just completely like ripped off. In fact, there's a picture here, so you could see. Now, here's another full disclosure. The bottom stair was damaged by my neighbor maybe two summers ago. And it was the bottom step. And truth be told, this was not the bottom step. This was the whole section of wood there that was like the whole, like from when you fold it down Griswold style to the second time you fold it down, that whole part was broke. Only a stair was broke on the bottom, but somehow or another he had gone up the stairs, demolished it. And when I turn the corner, I see the debris on the ground. And then I see that he's up in the attic fixing the ONT box. So instead of destroying my shit and waiting till I come out, you know what I mean? Whatever. <coughs> he's up there rushing. The first thing I say out of my mouth, no joke, and this isn't, this is verbatim. I was like, you guys are going to pay for that, right? And when I say use guys, I'm talking about Verizon, the Fortune 500 company charges me $138 for all this stuff per month, which is insane, which will be ending next October too for me because I will no longer be a slave to the corporate conglomerate when it comes to entertainment. I would much go there with the streaming services and the illicit six. <coughs> but check this out, right? I... When I said that, I just said it out of like, 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 okay, so like, if he would have came in and he would have been like a sweet, nice guy and not had invoked these feelings towards me in the summertime about, you ever like work with somebody who's like, oh man, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You know what I mean? And you're like, what? It is your fault, bro. And they pass the blame, you know? It's very hard to work with people like that. And it's very hard to exist if you got one shot at this what's the point of existing alongside people who are going to be this you know mean to you without you saying anything about it and you know what back in the day i never said anything and you know what i'm going to be 40 and i'm saying stuff now and i feel so much better about myself doing it i used to not say stuff like this i wouldn't even podcast about this i'd be embarrassed because of the situation or something like that or have like these feelings of like Guilt. Well, I'm just telling you, no more. So when I said to him, you guys are going to pay for that, right? I was shocked to hear his response. Oh, you want me to pay for it? Uh-huh. I see how it is. And I was like, what, dude? This dude's rushing through the job, blaming the next door neighbors, uh, landscapers, invoking all these weird feelings inside me. And uh, I got to take it. And when he comes down the stairs... It really sucked because my son and my dad were on the couch and uh, it just had to go down there. But like this dude like tries to walk out of my house and I just stop at him. And I'm like, you know, excuse me, sir. Like, what are you talking about? You went up the stairs and my dad says, like, yeah, I did tell him the one stairs was bad. And it's like, he told you the stair was bad. I've gone up the stairs. I weigh like 180, 175, you know, in between there. And, like, I've never broken it. And he was just, just maybe a tad taller to me. And you know what, though? I was saying, like, I would have let it go, man. But you made me, you pushed me over the edge. You pushed me over the edge with this, you know, it's not my fault type mentality. Can I come early? I'm rushing through the job for the shit that I pay for every month. Like, dog, I know your job sucks, you know? I know you want to get home. 
Who the hell doesn't want to get home when there's 30 minutes left in the day? The last 30 minutes of the day, you should just leave right now if you're listening to this through a nine to five type scenario. Just get up and go, man. What's the point of 30 minutes? You really need my time. We need four day work week. It's a whole nother podcast. But I say to him, there's no way, like, excuse me, who are you talking to? You know, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the service. I'm talking about Verizon to pay for this, not you. And you're, you're bending this all out of proportion. And then some other words were like, I, like, I was like, I wasn't shocked that this was going down. And then he started yelling at me, like saying like, um, I, it was just bad, man. I said stuff about like the neighbors and stuff. I was like, you're passing the blame and you're rushing the job. And then he said stuff about me. I can't even remember, but what he said about me got me so upset. It got me so upset that then my mom shows up with takeout food from fucking Chick-fil-A and He's outside and I got to deal with him still, right? So at this time, I proceed to look at my phone. And I see that the cable service is in fact back. I look at the box. I still call it the TOCOM box. Like it's the 80s. TOCOM box has got the power signal on. I'm like, we're good to go. I leave my mom inside and then he comes towards the house again. And I can see he, that he's physically shaking too as well. And you know what? I'm kind of still shook a three, a couple, four, you know, days later, whatever. Um... But yo, like, dude, he walks up through the lawn and I, mind you, my hair is all fucking wet and I'm in my Rocky Balboa, Bobby style robe. <laughs> and uh, the crazy thing, man, is that I, I just I decided there, man, I was like, there's no more. There's no more of me bending down towards accepting shit like this, man. I, 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 I'm, I've been lazy with stuff and I admit to it. But I want to own that laziness, man, in this world. And I think everybody should. Don't rush to get the job done. Just just, just take your time. Because you're here, man. You're alive. You're alive. It's the most important thing. And you've got to tell people how to act accordingly so it doesn't mess up your... If it is true that the universe is just our perspective, like your perspective right now of listening to this is the universe. There's this whole theory online that everybody is experiencing their own version of it. I believe that to be true. And in this situation, dude, I wasn't backing down. I say to the guy as he approaches, dog, there's no way you're coming back in my house. In fact, you're not even like, I, I think I said to him, like, I, I, do, I did say there's no reason you should come back inside right now. You've got like, I was like, you've got me all shook. I can't believe this is the service that you provided. You've rushed through it. You've blamed it on other people. And now you've destroyed my staircase leading up to the Clark Griswold spirit of Christmas. Do you know what I mean? And like, he's all shaking. I'm shaking. And like, dude, like I, I said some, some harsh shit. I was like, dude, and like, he, he walks away from me. He's like, oh, oh, you're not going to let me inside the house, huh? And look, full disclosure right now, the dude is black, okay? And when he said it, like I said before, when you hear that negative incontinence, indication of somebody being racist you know so he was saying he, he was saying that i was racist against him and dude like i said i couldn't even remember who this guy was he could have been the incredible hulk for all i know you know and i just remember how he made me feel going after the mexicans when i stormed across the the, the yard like that and um it just really sucked man i was just like i was so pissed that like he thought that I was like, wow, man, like I said something like, wow, 
Like, that's a really good work ethic you got. How old are you? You should be ashamed of yourself. Where do you see the review? I said some harsh shit, man, because I was really upset. I said it all in front of my family, too, which is the worst part. I said it in front of my son. I was outside, but they probably could have heard me. Whatever. It's just the point. The presence of being there, it was just a negative thing that went down in my life. And I hadn't had something like this happen in a while, but I haven't had the the wisdom that I've acquired before. So, like, I know now that I know at the heart of like everybody's problem is indifference. We're all just trying to be alike at the same time. We really are. And it's really just the, the, the essence of everything is just that we need to just get past that shit. I wasn't caring of the fact that he was of African-American descent. I didn't give a shit, man. I didn't care. Dude, I... I'm so far from racist, okay? I'm 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 racist against the bigotry that others can put on to like it's just terrible, man. Like it, it's it's a bad thing, racism. It's always been a bad thing. Even in the 90s when I was growing up, man, when it was so now at the forefront of everything. Like I remember being a young man watching the tapes of Rodney King on live television, man. And then like in that moment, as a young man coming to the realization that, oh, shit, the world isn't fair. And you're goddamn right the world isn't fair. And if you're feeling like you're not being treated fairly and you're not giving the service that you provided, like, we're all human, man. There's no reason for him to cut me off right when I arrived with my son, blaming it again on something that was physically impossible. Like, I'm not going to go out and look at it, dude. I'm, the, I'm Bruce Wayne, billionaire playboy detective. I'm going to go investigate. And I investigated in Spanish, dude. So look, this is the whole thing, even days later, okay? And this is the wild part. Because this incident, okay, all stemmed from when my neighbor first cracked that ladder step. When he did that, it set this ripple through time where all of this shit went down. Why? So I could learn something, okay? And... If anything, I mean, like, look at the sign of the times, man. We're all, we're all in this country right now against each other. White versus black, black versus Mexican, whatever, you know? And it's just terrible. Across the board, there should be no racism. And whoever designed us or whatever took hold of us to give us life, God damn, I wish I can go back to that moment in evolution and be like, look, that, does, that doesn't matter. You know, we don't need that. Our brains are doing it and it's wild, right? That That's the case, that two strangers can just get so fucking pissed off at each other from two different backgrounds just because of all the ideologies and all the shit that's gone on between races over all of time, 400 years and all of time. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that's pushed into the corner of not wanting to get to know each other and everything gets under the, the the rug per se that you don't want to talk about. Take that shit out, man. Dude, lift up the fucking rug and clean that shit up, dude. Clean your shit up if you're somebody that's like that, man. You don't need to be that way in life because what's the, you know, pitiful if you listen to the podcast here in country. Why waste time with that? And that's how I felt after this whole thing went down, after my heartbeat went down. Dude, I swear to God, Tuesday night, I couldn't even eat dinner. I barely slept and uh, I felt terrible about the whole situation, man. So like I reported it, you know, because I felt like it should be documented because I felt like him and I had gotten to the point where it became personal 
you know? And look, I don't lie here on the Bobcast if you're listening to this 23 minutes in. I went on Facebook to do, found him easily. You know how I did it? His first name plus Verizon. I scrolled down five people and I found him. That's how easy he probably could have found me. And that's how easy I found him. It's the scary thing about our world, right? When two people get all like crazy, they could just find everything about somebody's life in the fucking blink of an eye. So I see that this guy has never, um, he, he's never alone with his family in his picture. And here's the crazy part, right? He's black, his wife's white. They got a kid. And I immediately start to fucking pontificate about this. How crazy is it that these series of events led this? It's a circle, really. You know, we're all one big circle. Time is a flat circle, okay? We're all inside the circle. The fuck you worried about? You know, you're in, you're in the circle. You don't want to get out of it. You know what I mean? And by pushing people away. Verizon contacts me the day after, <clears throat> and uh, I get in touch with said technician's uh, foreman, his boss, I guess. And this dude was cool. I could tell he was cool when I talked to him on the phone. He had a very all-American, yeah, I'll go and fix it type of approach. We'll absolutely fix it. We're a Fortune 500 company. We're buying it. We are complete. You know, you know. I'm like, okay, I can't wait. And um, basically what happens is, is you know, I, I was like, this is unfortunate that this happened. It didn't have to escalate to that. He could have just simply said, sure, we'll pay for it. Like, dude, the repair is like 40 bucks. Technically, maybe more. I don't know shit. I got somebody doing an uh, estimate for it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's under 100 bucks, whatever, you know? And I should have fixed the stair. I didn't. And it led to this. Plus the neighbor with the landscapers. It all comes into a fucking circle, man. And that's the big revelation that I had this week. It's just like, my God, dude, everything is connected. Everything you do has repercussion. You don't believe in karma and you're somebody that's like punk rock and shit. Like, nah, 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 it ain't for me. Whatever, man. You're inside the circle too. You can't get out. It's just spinning. So I say to the foreman, I'm like, look, man, said technician's name, which I haven't said hopefully on this podcast by sleight of words. I say to him, uh, look, man, I... Uh, I tell him the truth, just like I told you guys the truth. It's like I looked him up online. I saw he's got a family. I want you to explain to him that I don't want him to lose his job. I just want him to do his job better. He did not have to take it to that level in front of my son and my family, you know? And it didn't have to escalate to that, but I don't want him to lose his job over this because I think that everybody deserves a second chance. And he thanked me and said, I've never received a call like this before. You're very generous. Thank you. I felt better about myself. It's not over yet. I still got to get the stairs fixed and stuff, but yeah, it's a lot to process, you know, you're still alive. The funny thing is like before all this last Saturday was my second sensory deprivation tank experience. And that was the theme, man. The theme was you're still alive, man. I had this vivid hallucination that I was at the bottom of the ocean floor. And I was staring up at the, you know, the horizon and these huge sharks were swimming over me and just, I could feel their mass, like just on top of me. And I kept saying to myself, God, Bob, you got to get to the top. You got to go up. You got to go breathe. And I couldn't. And then I realized I was still talking to myself and I was still alive. And I said, it doesn't matter 
if you're at the bottom, you're still alive, you know? Just remember that. And uh, if somebody messes up your cable service, give me a call. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast. <laughs>